everybody. Welcome back to our recap podcast of Game of Thrones. Woo! Got my fix! <laughs> uh, today we did um, episode three of season one, entitled mm-hmm. Lord, Lord Snow. And a oh. lot of things happened in this episode. Lord Snow? Yeah, Lord Snow. It snowed outside today. Well, and I said to myself, winter is coming. <laughs> but it's actually spring. It is. Um, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord, Lord Snow, of course, referring to uh, the nickname they give Jon Snow at the Wall. Because he's the fancy, you know... Yeah, when he goes in there and just hands them all their buttons. Like, yes. here, look, you suck. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Zach, as per usual, we should start maybe with a recap of this episode. So <sighs> okay. give it your best shot, because I know this episode had a lot going on in it. Yeah, and also we waited more than the three seconds we typically wait. Yeah, no, no here, here's our process, just so you people know. Um, <laughs> okay, we sit here here's and watch the formula. This episode. Now, if you want to cook along with us, this is how you do it. <laughs> we literally like, watch the episode, and then, like, straight up get up turn on our recording equipment and and, and start talking set it up we're we're, okay. we're not that hasty yeah we're not that hasty okay <laughs> but i mean i mean like we're, we're literally going into it fresh okay at, at least yeah. for zach so i mean before. if you thought i was done before just wait this is gonna be a good one <laughs> so give us give us the summary all right so enter Ned Stark, he enters King's Landing, and they're all like, you're not dressed very fancy, and he's like, deal with it. And so he walks inside (laughs) to the table of the bros, and they're all like, okay, so Robert pretty much doesn't do anything, we kind of run this. And he's like, but we can't do anything that Robert, shh, 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 honey, you'll understand soon. (laughs) And they're like, okay, so first business, we're going to hold you this fancy tournament that's going to equal like 120,000 gold out of the coffer. And he's like... Uh, and they're like, yeah, okay, we're like six million dead. Uh, hold up. I did not sign up for this. Sorry, this is America. I mean Westeros. And we buy off the Lannister name. So the Lannisters basically already own the kingdom. I'm sorry, I know I'm breaking down the things in there, but it's becoming more and more apparent how Lannisters are everywhere. The blonde plague has The come blonde across. plague, I love it. Um, <laughs> and let's see. So he meets with all of them, and he meets um, Pimp Man... Uh, Maestro knows it all. Maestro, I'm really old, and other guy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's, that's who's running Westeros. And other guy, I love it. Um, yeah, he he. I don't know. He might have had some importance. He probably does. There's books. <laughs> um, frig. Oh, God, what happened? And then, well, I can at least tell you that Catelyn Stark, not Katniss, but I adore that nickname, um, <laughs> comes into the capital, and they're like, hey, you can't go in there. It's like, to heck I can't. There's like, come with us. She's like, this is a whorehouse. You are a bad person, little finger. And he's like, ah, you know how I play. Are you still married? <laughs> and she is still very married, but actually quite thankful because then Ned's all like, he, little f- pinky finger man, likes all like, hey, hey, Ned, hey, hey, guess what? I know something you don't know about your wife, who you think is in the North. And he's all like, dramatic pause, and then they're at the whorehouse. And <laughs> he's all like, uh, you keep her here? What kind of sick joke is this? This is not how we become bros. And he's like, and she's like, Ned, chill out. Stop choking the man. <laughs> we have an ally. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, neat. And they, um, Maestro Information Master comes out and is all like, I know everything. He's like, really, what's my name? Your name is Cat. And he's like, holy cow, you know names. And then he's like, look at this sword. 
It's a knife. Good job, Meister Information Master. And <laughs> then he's like, it's Valerian steel. And it's like, how do you know? Because all the other steel in the land evidently sucks. <laughs> or some weird color. I don't know. I, I have many theories. And so, let's see. Uh, we're, we're going to throw the order of how things happen to the wind. Uh, we're going to go to... I think we've already done that. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of, like, put together relevant plot points. Um, also, there is a little aside where Robert is sitting and drinking, like, a champ and, like, being super bitter about the world, even though he's, like, ruling it. And he's just all like, oh, man, what was the first one you had like? And he's like, oh, I know where this is going. It's like, um, I, you know chopped his head off and it's like oh wait no not where he thought this was going (laughs) and he's like recounting war stories and then he like calls in good old fabio jamie and he's all like hey dude you're kind of a joke and also what was the first person you killed like and he's like well i don't know what they said because i chopped their head off." i was like all right nice and what did the mad king say to you then burn them all and it's like he listened to too much skrillex (laughs) and Oh, we cannot also forget that the pissing contest is still happening between Ned and Jamie as Jamie, like, lounges his Fabio hair in front of the Iron Throne, all like, oh, it's gonna be mine, honey. And Ned's like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. I wasn't conspiring or anything. Also, you're stupid and I hate you. And Ned's like, well, you're a joke. And then they both walked away really angrily. <laughs> this is like high school. Yes. <laughs> this is what this devolves to in my head. Like, you know, Westeros High. Westeros High. Where people get to kill each other, and detention is actually the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so back in detention hall at the wall, Jon Snow is all like, Ha-ha, I beat you up with this black sword that's probably wood. And they're all like, I don't like you, you broke my nose. And then uh, head mo- honcho guy there is talking to Tyrion, and they're all like, These jokers are all gonna die. It's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the aside where... Tyrion comes in and he's all like, hey, you know what? You're great. Good job. You beat the crap out of them. And also, you all have very memorable faces. Great for wanted posters that I can tell my sister about. Because, yeah, I just pulled the sister card. And, you know, she knows the king. Because she's the queen. And then, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't kill this one guy that could maybe save us in a fight. Okay. (laughs) And they go away. And then Tyrion's, like, hinting that Jon needs to be, you know, the bigger man. And, you know, like help these little fledgling people out that, you know, like, stole to save their sisters' lives and, like, did these things because, you know, they were forced into a corner. And he lived a pampered life. (laughs) So the bastards had that sort of a a heart-to-heart. Yes. And let's see. Going over to Pectoros. (laughs) Pectoros? With uh, With Rocky? Drago and... Drogo. Drogo, Drago, and Trogdor. And, um... (laughs) Khaleesi, and she is with Baby, and she's like, how do you know I have a baby? It's because I felt your boob. It's like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, she also had in blood in two moons, is what they say, too. Fair enough. But, uh, of course, the seasons in this world are freaking weird as frack, because, you know, there's a summer that was nine years, and, like, a winter that was three. So, I guess this galaxy does whatever it wants. What I really... Okay, we're gonna talk theories. I'm pretty sure this this galaxy is a giant turntable, and someone's just like, well, wiggity, 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 wiggity. now we're going to winter. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's how that works. I don't know. But, once again, fan yes. theories. Uh, other important things that happened. Let's see. Um, Jon Snow also met up with uh, Benji up on the top of the wall, and it's like... 
I am first ranger. It's time to get out there. And Jinora's like, I'm going to come with. And he's like, no, you are not ready. He's like, but no. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then he kind of did his trademark sad face. Sad face. The he, sad, he does have no, a good the blank sad face. sad face. It's not even like a sad face. It's just sort of like a, I, I It's like no a pout. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit of a pout. It's not like... I, don't know. I mean, it's not like a. Mm, pout, it's weird. But it's like older like, it's, it's, it's a lot of different things at once, which <laughs> I feel like it's just his neutral face, and maybe that's why they hired him because they like walked in. And it's like, you nailed it. It's like I didn't do anything. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so yeah, he doesn't get to go into the wall. And there's also talk with Tyrion among like some old like cadre people, and they're like. Dude, we're going to get wrecked because, you know, we used to have tons of castles with tons of people up here, and if winter comes, we're pretty sure we're all going to die. And Tyrion's like, cool, duly noted, but brothels are more important. <laughs> um, other things. Oh, yes! We, how can you hear it? Uh, Cersei? Cersei? Cersei. Let's talk with her son. It was like parenting 101, telling him that he can, like, rewrite history because he's <laughs> in power. and that... It's more like bad parenting 101. Yeah, well... Parroting 101 if you want your life to be, like, psycho or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's, like, telling him all this, and he's all like, do I have to marry the pretty star girl? And he's like, do it. <laughs> it's like, and you can also screw all the whores you want, and, and whatever. You can do whatever you want, because you're my son, and I love you. And then there was also a weird tender moment between her and her brother, saying he'd kill everyone because he loves her. They're a very dysfunctional family. They're very dysfunctional Also, family. the other... Like, there's seriously Lannisters everywhere. Even the wine boy was with Robert, and he, he had the great line of, Why can't you give me more wine? Well, because the thing is empty. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> they may all be inbred. They might be. Um, also, there was mention that Jamie got beaten a jousting thing by some knight of flowers, and I'm assuming he's Tuxedo Mask that rides around on a horse. <laughs> I have no comment on that. <laughs> I assume that there's probably many comments, but whatever. I'm assuming this man actually, like, shot a rose in his eye and then stabbed him with his jousty pole. <laughs> whatever. Um, hmm. Let's see. Other things of importance. Oh, yeah. Back in Pectos, there was a showdown with Khaleesi and her brother where Khaleesi's brother's like, oh, yeah, venereal disease Malfoy is all like, oh, my God. I, I don't have any power, even though I have the hunger for it. And Khaleesi's like, wait, cool, neat. She's like, I do, because I'm Khaleesi now. Yeah, she she's starting to get it. She's also starting to learn the language, which is neat. Yes. I don't know. I Dothraki's neat. I don't know. Yes. Maybe, maybe just because I think English is boring. It, it might be a little bit boring. Yeah. No, well, it's not. Okay, I'm sorry, English majors out there. There went there went 25% of the audience. I apologize. <laughs> I'm the worst. We established this. Okay, anything else that I can remember? Oh, yeah, Bran Flakes had that talk with, like, the old lady, and that's where I got a little bit more on, like, the time and how terrible winter is. And he's mm -hmm. like, I want scary stories. And then she told him about, like, the White Walkers and the Spiders and the Slenderman. And he's like, I like this. And then his brother came, and he's like, oh, my God, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I want to die. But I was like, you don't say that. It's like, I say what I want, and I want to die, because I am a cripple. Now I must slug around on the ground with my arms, being a perpetual army man. But I don't have upper body strength because I'm not even 13 yet. <laughs> what so. about your uh, your your Stark of the Week for the past past two weeks? Oh, what, well, about, what happened with Arya? Oh, uh, freaking Arya! Well, yeah, I saved her own section for the end because she's the best, and she's like had a little heart to heart with her pop pop about needle and like her penis envy, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get you. 
a sword instructor, and so he hires Funky Tony Stark to teach her how to sword play. <laughs> and he comes in there, he's all like, people are made of water, and you poke them, and then the water bleeds out, and I am neat. And she's like, cool, swords! And then Papa's like, haha, that's neat! Oh god, maybe I, oh, battle. Well, maybe this will protect her, I don't know. Lots of feelings in my brain. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, that's episode three. <laughs> yeah, that's episode three in vaguely a nutshell. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty dense recap, just because there's so much that happens oh uh, in gosh. this episode. Yeah. It's I, I keep on of thinking of, of more, but yeah, because everyone is now just starting to go on, like, there's a lot of people going on a lot of separate paths. There are, yes. Tyrion's gonna go his own way, John's gonna do his thing, maybe we'll follow Benji, there's the whole we got to king's landing of course which means there's going to be like 50 million new characters which there were there were yes <laughs> speaking of which uh we have the small council which you already talked about a little bit they're the people that functionally yeah. run the kingdom but basically they didn't say it because i don't know i guess they think that ned would be sort of offended if they just threw robert under the bus. well i mean <laughs> i think jamie sort of summarizes it sort of perfectly with the hands uh, uh oh, yeah. javis yeah. you know it's to like, wipe up the poop yes to wipe <laughs> up the king's poop and so you know while while robert's running around and it's very clear what robert's doing with his time nothing well he's there <laughs> uh you know ned's actually gonna have to run a kingdom with uh these people so yeah. we have uh we have we have uh varus who is the spy master and he just uh, he, he i don't i mean he just knows everything he's yeah he's, which he's is, like the como of this series if you know Scott Pilgrim, or the Regina, he's the he's like the Regina George. Okay, his hair is not full of secrets because oh. he has no hair. Mm. <laughs> That's because his hair is scattered all throughout the kingdom. See? Oh, see? and and he is. well, you know, inconveniently enough, they they I don't know so much if they refer to it in this episode, but they refer to him as the spider. Um, oh. yeah, so, cool. so, like, you know, like, he's I got like his little, it. like, web of information. Neat. And then we have, um... Yeah, and ravens. Ravens. Yes. Evidently, pigeons are, like, stupid in this world, so they had to train ravens. <laughs> they trained ravens to carry the messages for them. But, yes, we also have, on the council, we have, um, Maester Pycelle, who's, you oh, know, who specializes at being old. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of. And then we have, uh, Lord Baelish, Peter Baelish, Littlefinger. Um, oh. Master of Coin. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. And and then last but not least, we have uh, Renly Baratheon, the king's brother. Um, oh. He, he, he was other guy in, yeah, your, but in seriously, your summary. He, like, got the most underwhelming introduction. I mean, he seems to be the one, though, that Ned, like, walks in and is like, hey, I know you. We're bros. Yeah, it's yeah, very true. And like, it's true, because the, he's the only one that, that Ned probably would have had any experience with, with before. before. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if you want to think about this, during this war that Ned fought, um, he, he's running around in the countryside. Well, these yeah. people were holed up in King's Landing before he would even get there. Yeah. So... The question, though, we have about this is, um, which of those four people on that council do you think is the most trustworthy? Like, which one can, can Ned trust the most, and which one can Ned trust the least? Um, that's not even a hard choice. Probably the old man who would forget his plans to try and kill Ned due to dementia. So, so Maester Pycelle is the most trustworthy? I feel as if he would be, and he's also, like, the most friendly to ned and like i don't know i don't know i just the thing that it is is he could have very insidious connections but those connections were not made clear and obviously information master como regina specter is all like 
not super trustworthy. We also have other guy that would probably rather Ned be dead because he wants to be get jiggy with Katniss and <laughs> Catelyn. I'm sorry. I'm going to really do better at doing real names. Yeah. <laughs> Catelyn. And um, other guy, well, he just, like, for the council. Like, I feel like he's just one of those very, like, plain characters in that he... It, like his life is counsel. Like if he were to go, he would be like the stereotypical business. Then it's like when you talk about his life, he talks to you about his sales. <laughs> are, are, are we referring to uh, Renly with that one? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, all, over the course of Ned's time, we're going to see we're these people see fleshed more. out. I'm you assuming. know, all all these people but to a different degree. First degrees. impressions. First say. impression, though. So first impression, you say you can trust Pycelle the most. Who I'd do you say trust Pycelle. the least? And then, well, I'll give you a full-on ranking. I'd say Pycelle, then um, uh, Ringling Brothers. Renly? <laughs> Renly. And <laughs> then Information Spider. And th- no? Oh, that's really tough. Yeah, who do you trust more ooh, over Littlefinger ooh. or Varys? Mmm, Frigg. Because the thing with this is you have to judge whether Littlefinger's intentions are true enough that he would rather see Ned be alive as much as possible to make Catelyn truly happy other than, like, just offing him. And I can't tell at this point which way he would rather. And Ned hasn't made a very strong case for himself. <laughs> he hasn't. But then again, Varys hasn't really done anything but help them. He gave them information that, that helped them out. Yeah, exactly. And and he, but it's scary them, that he like he invaded their their personal. Yeah, he knows stuff he knows all their business. Be, like ba- he, it was no news to him what was going on there. It's yes. just that do I tell him that I know it? Sure, why not? Because you know, oh, Catelyn, I haven't seen you in forever, and I also know literally everything about you. <laughs> so I'm just for purely emotional reasons. I'm going to say Littlefinger. Although, uh, no, okay. Emotion says Littlefinger. Thought says um, Varys. Varys, because Varys was probably only brought in due to Littlefinger, because he's a total wild card. Yes, Varys is a little bit of a, a, little bit of a wild card. I agree. So, this time, I will say that it's Littlefinger, the, the least... Um, ah. The least trustworthy? I'm mostly doing it because my heart tells me so, not because any (laughs) sort of reasoning has been put into this beyond the 15 minutes I've had. (laughs) Um, Well, then, I think we should move on maybe to talking about uh, Jamie a little bit this episode, because we we get a little bit of backstory upon the whole Kingslayer. It was hinted to last episode, like, he he killed the king, and now we get the story of that. Well, not all of it. We don't get the full story, but we get a a good bit of it. so I, I, my assumptions were right. The king was literally a nut job, and <laughs> hence the Mad King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You typically don't get that name. Like it's not like the Mad. You don't, you awesome. don't get you don't get that. You know, yeah, you don't get that for being Mad Awesome or for like Mad Angry. You only get that name if you're Mad Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But that was interesting, and also interesting how. Uh, yeah, that was another one of, like, the thing with Ned and, um, Jamie talking. That was a lot more, that scene was a lot more serious than I made it out to be. I just mm-hmm. summarized it to its main points <laughs> where they were making slights to each other, but... A little bit, yes. But it was a jerk move him to bring up, like, you know, 
how like he had to watch his father die and then like well you know oh you're following justice well good job you sat there and watched him and so did 500 other people oh good job you're on the bandwagon (laughs) which is interesting because both of it's it's weird like the morality there is so hard to figure out because ned is all like like you acted without honor you you killed your king the person you swore your life to in you by stabbing him in the back yeah the the thing with it is both of them were just trying to take stabs at each other right then we're looking at the situation super rationally and they knew it they were attacking each other right and yet well jamie though makes the case that like it had to be done like this guy was crazy everybody around me saw that he was crazy but no one could act yeah which was interesting because you know first ned's angry because he talks about like him killing his family and then he like turns on him because he's like well you went against the king ned is like super honor driven yes yeah so i think the the question is like who do you feel is more, maybe not more right, because I think right is sort of a hard thing to gauge in that situation, oh but maybe, yeah. maybe more justified in taking the stance that they, they take. You know, Ned, Ned with his whole honor thing, or Jamie with his whole that had to be done thing. Um, well, the thing of it is, if, that's hard, because Ned things would have been better if he had opposed him sooner, because obviously many terrible things had happened. It just had to be sort of like, the straw that broke the camel's back that the last people that were killed were the Starks. When he specifically even said it didn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, mm, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Because he may have done what was probably most... Well, no, not even probably. was definitely the better thing to do for the kingdom and everything. But it's... There's so much personal agenda behind it. Well, even even Jamie has seems to display a degree of like, um, yeah, like it, touchiness over the subject. Like he he kind of like clams he, up a little bit when yeah, Robert brings it up. Because normally he's like super smug and stuff, and he just like goes deadpan when that's brought up. Yes. So I I, I don't know. It's a tough one to figure out. Especially I'm giving it more it. to Jamie because especially if Ned is trying to defend a mad king, right? I, it just it shows the sh- like. Honor is not a bad thing to have, but honor to the fact that you would talk about, like, and you should have let him just straight up burn my family. Right. And everyone, I don't know. I don't even know that's necessarily what he's saying, but I'm going to actually just give it to Jamie, not due to his, like, Just for pure pragmatism? For, yeah, for the pure act of it had to be done and good on you, but believe me, it, it was, it's totally, like... 75% power crawl, 25% like justice. <laughs> right. And then again, even at this point in the show, we don't even really have like that. Yeah, we don't even know all the things. Or at least I, we don't. <laughs> and I would bet dollars to donuts that he was waiting for like the most opportune time. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other the other thing that I think is interesting about this episode is uh, the already sort of the dichotomy that's set up between the wall and like everywhere else. Uh, yeah. Where like the wall just seems to function on like a, like different things altogether, and even when John gets there, he's like, "Why did nobody tell me that it was like this here?" And yeah, yeah that it was actually terrible and right stuff. But it's almost like they, it functions on like just a different set of rules entirely. So like, there's like yeah. a line up there where when um when John is talking to his uncle Benjamin, and when he when John's like, I want to be a ranger with you, and yeah. and Uncle Benjamin is like, No, like, you no, you don't. That. He's like, Yeah, like you know, on the wall, you get what you earn, and yet, and that was the first time I think we got to really see Jon Snow be like, like you know, slighted because his lordliness was not immediately putting him in front. Right. Which is interesting because 
in the same episode, we have the whole talk with uh, Cersei and Joffrey about how, like, truth and history is what you make it. Oh, and yeah. they're kinda, they kind of are, like, two different paradigms that people are functioning on in Westeros. And yet the assertion is, like, at least for the people on the wall, that it's this is the way... system. You... You prove that you can actually do it. We're not going to put you in there because you're a lord and good job. Right. The, but I think the other, the under, other underlying thing is, like, this is the way the world actually is, and we're the, we're, like, not only are we separating... There's a large level of ignorance. Yeah. Like, that pervades It's like, because that, that wall is there, the rest of the world can function in some other different way. Exactly. They can just, like, smell the posies and roses and, yes. you know, white walkers for everyone else. <laughs> uh, so I think it's a definite, um interesting dichotomy there how do you think um how do you think people like the lannisters would do if they had to deal with like the like you know if the if the world actually functioned in westeros like it functions on the wall where they have to like, oh. earn everything like how would they actually do well the thing with it is is the high mover and shakers would probably do just about as well mm-hmm. i still feel like jamie and Cersei would do well but their children would be extremely different. Like Joffrey? <laughs> yeah, like Joffrey might not actually be a jerk. Maybe. Because he was pampered and pampered up by his mother to get whatever he wants, and he gets it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was based on, a, on like a merit system, your child had to perform well, you'd make them perform well, and you wouldn't be able to cover for them because they have to work on their own merits. Which is interesting because we see that exact thing sort of happen with the Dothraki, with uh, Viserys. Oh, yeah. Uh, over there. Yeah, because be- he doesn't mean a dang thing. No, he doesn't. And, like, he's got... He's unquestionably got the best name there. Like, he's... By by everybody else's yeah. standards, he should be cream of the crop. Yeah, but- exactly. Thinking on their, like, lordly standards, but that... Don't Doesn't, crap. Yeah, they they force him to walk with the with yes. the people, which is like what the slaves are doing. Exactly. <laughs> which I think is so funny. And the thing with it is, is the best part about it is, is he probably he. I don't know. I don't know exactly how much he gets it, but the fact that like I I guess he does because his dumbfounded look gets that he's being treated like a slave from their culture, who he finds way beneath him. Actually, that's probably one of the worst things they could have done to him, rather than killing him. And the best thing is, is I think everyone in that the scene humiliation kind of understood of it. that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Whoever that one doodly was. I think his name was mentioned, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then let's move on to the sort of weekly wrap-up questions we have here. Uh, so, um, you know, I think this episode... Was there any death in it? I think we might have to skip the death question that we, that we typically uh, had. Let's think about if anybody I died. I do not think... Did, did we go an episode of Game of Thrones without anybody dying? Write I, that down. Oh my gosh. Because, so. well, yeah, there's just like, there was the only fighting that was in this was like the play fighting on the wall. Right. And, and nobody, nobody else actually died just, there. Yeah, it was just a lot of talking and introducing people. There were so many things introduced so, they couldn't kill anyone. Congratulations, we've got an episode without anybody dying. Hooray, hope count goes up 10%. Uh, <laughs> um, so we can skip the question of who had the best death and the worst death, but let's move on since this was a heavy uh, thing on sort of. Uh, like, the plotting and the scheming. Um, let's move on to who oh laid boy. the best plan and who laid the worst plan. So let's let's oh let's boy. recap the plans. We have... Jeez. There's the whole plan to kill old Bran Flakes. Yes. Which... Which diverged, Cersei calls out, like, which, hey, that's stupid. And Jamie's yeah. like, I don't care. Like, it's done yeah, a war and for we you. Don't, we don't know if it's... Because the thing is, is, it is initially implied that it's Tyrion's fault because they figure out that the knife is, like, they can trace it... Back to back Tyrion. to Tyrion... 
and uh, didn't Littlefinger say something about it? Yeah, yeah, because he was, lost it to Tyrion. It was Littlefinger originally. Yeah, because Tuxedo Mask beat up Jamie. <laughs> and yeah. Um so anyways. So yeah, we have that plan. We also have uh Catelyn Stark's plan uh to um, to, you know, say that, hey, maybe the Lannisters aren't quite so great. Yeah, to look to fully sort of look into this matter. And and she's kind of got um she's got the help of Littlefinger a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, that's in, the thing. She was pivotal to that out. going forward because no one would have moved on Ned Stark's behalf if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, as far as other plans go, um, um, we have the, we have the plan for the. Arya's gonna be a sword master. So there's that plan, <laughs> and then there's Ned's plan that he sort of forced into making with the tournament coming up, too, and everybody else yeah. there. So, so who whose whose plan is the best? <laughs> Honestly, the Stark plan is doing really well at this point because now, like, once again, going back to a board game analogy, now they're actually, like, on the playing board. Yes. Like, both sides now know that they're opposed to each other. The Lancers knew it all the time because evidently their motto is, if they aren't us, we hate them and we'll try and kill them. <laughs> uh, a little bit of an abridgment of what the scene was there yes. at the end. Um, with Joffrey. Yes. With, but... Um, yeah, I feel like they're... So, like, so think, if you had to give it to a Stark, though, because are we saying like Starks collectively, or like a particular Stark is has the best plan now? Because you have, you know, I, I don't know. Ned Ned seems to have a lot of things working right now because he let's he brought in a sword instructor for Arya. Yeah. He's he's put into motion this tourney, and he's working with Catelyn and Little Littlefinger to investigate sort yeah. of this, the manipulating. But that's I going feel on. like if we have to get a specific start, it's Catelyn because she's the one who really sets stuff in motion. Ned's doing things. He's doing plans on a, like, reactive Mm -hmm. basis, on, like, here are things that you have to do as the hand, do them. Catelyn was, like, taking charge and putting something into motion. I would agree. Listen, this needs to happen because we know that it's probably Lannisters and you watch yourself. (laughs) Uh, So with that, then, who had the worst plan this week? Who do you think's plan is going to pan out Well, now we're starting to see how, why Tyrion is the clever one and probably Mm -hmm. why it was Jaime's plan to just be like, Hey, look, fancy knife, give it to Guy, go kill a little ten-year-old. <laughs> because they didn't even wait to see if he remembered anything to try and refute him. Although, trying to silence him after the fact would probably be almost worse, right. but still. Well, it's interesting how Cersei sort of sticks up for him a little bit. Like, I don't know if that scene where she visits Catelyn when, when Bran is still in a coma. So that maybe makes that a little more like, Is she sympathetic to, to Catelyn, or is like it just was that just, you know, more lies and bullcrap? I feel... Now I feel like it's not a seventy twenty five. It might have actually been a fifty fifty. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I think Viserys' plan doesn't really pan out the best for him in this episode. Uh, uh, no, he yeah, he's on a steady decline, and Khaleesi's like realizing kind of the power she has, and just kind of like neat. All right, I don't feel like she's like lording it over things, but mm-hmm. which is great because she like fully understands the position she's in, and she doesn't like undermine her position or like over inflate right. her position. Right. I would I would agree. Also so, she's pregnant, so she gets what she wants. <laughs> um well let's move on then to uh Stark of the Week. Uh, it's a good question to have oh, and we need to boy. we need to figure out this week because a lot of Starks are, are doing a lot of different things. A lot of Starks do a lot of different things. So so who There's who the gets... great moment with Brand Flakes being all emo and then there's Robert <laughs> being all like don't be emo and then Catelyn's all like 
okay, cool, don't die, husband. And I really wish you hadn't taken this job, you idiot. Yes. Um, Arya's just being awesome. Sansa is being a little butt nugget who <laughs> returns her Christmas gifts. Yes. Because she doesn't understand that her father's clumsy and loving But her. also, I mean, <laughs> yes. It, like, it, there's the point that, you know... Her father is clumsy at loving her, and buys her a doll, and she's a teenager, and it's sort of weird. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But who who gets Stark of the Week? Who gets Stark of the Week? <sighs> this is tough, because there's a lot of different factors to take into it, and I've typically been doing by it, like, who makes me smile the most, and that's easily Arya, but I'm... I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to start doing it more by the Stark that does the most moving and shaking. And while Ned and I may have had the most things, I'm going to give it to Catelyn this week. Catelyn gets she, it this week. She succeeded the most things, and I don't know. I'm all about information brokers. The fact that the Starks <laughs> got in with that is probably one of, a better move for them. Good, Probably one of the best. We'll see how that pans out for them. Yeah, once again, it could backfire, but on the bright side, they aren't, like, there in the dark. <laughs> so you, so Catelyn gets Stark of the Week for aligning uh, the Starks with the power players in uh Yes, Landing. for, like, putting the Starks on the board. I feel that's super important because that's yes. pretty much all that's been happening, and the Starks are, like, just realizing, oh, crap, hey, you went five turns without us, and the Lannisters are like, oh! <laughs> so I guess maybe that, that gives us the answer to if you would give someone the crown this week based upon how well they played the game, uh, like who would who would you give it to? Ooh, okay, but no, no, no. That so what's that would be Khaleesi. <laughs> so, so we're talking Daenerys now, who who plays who, who or, uh, her role now as Khaleesi, uh, mm -hmm. the best. Yeah, well, because mostly due to the sort of, like, growth she had, because this is the mm -hmm. first time she realized she could rule, mm -hmm. and rightfully so. So, honestly, crown to her this week because the most sort of growth in that kind of aspect. And she doesn't overextend it, either. Exa and that's refreshing as frig to see in this world, <laughs> because that doesn't happen anywhere else. Anytime <laughs> anyone wins over anyone else, they're like, ha-ha! Yes. You suck! <laughs> and Khaleesi is uh, well Daenerys like even the way that you know she's got she's got Viserys like by the neck basically with with her riders uh, literally by the neck and, and she's just like no 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 let him go and she's and like, they don't have a translation for like don't kill <laughs> so they had to sort of shrug and tell him to walk yes uh, so interesting so we so two two shakeups there we have Daenerys now of uh, uh, the the crown winner of episode 3 and yeah. Catelyn Stark being Stark of the week. Yeah, I feel I had to go for that because Arya's be the easiest fan favorite choice which yes. makes sense I just because of her like lighthearted and like feel good role. Like she brings in a little bit of like if this were a sitcom, it would mostly be following Arya and like <laughs> and her sh antics and shenanigans. See, yeah. I think it would be awesome just to see like like I don't know like a children's book written like with like the fancy illustrations of just like Arya oh, Arya's around adventures King's but Landing like obviously Arya. like less depressing she, like cut out the butcher's gets, boy and yeah she gets a lot of like the stuff that's no, happening no I agree one of my favorite moments for Arya this episode is the moment where she's where she's sitting with with daddy and talking to her yeah. and then and they talk about what happened with uh Joffrey from last yeah. episode and then she's like and she asks him, like, point blank, like, how can you let Sansa marry someone like, like this? that? Exactly. And he doesn't have an answer She's for her. She's asking the real questions. And it's it's sort of an interesting moment because it's a ve she's and very insightful. And the whole insightful. family's there and they're, like, 
Maid Nun is there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um... W- relatively little death this episode. A lot of things to be introduced. A lot of things Well, are we going out. to count the fake deaths that Arya had in her sword practice? I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> that, would, that would bring up <laughs> that the kill would, count. That would bring up the kill count. But uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Zach, how hopeful are you about next week? How hope? How much hope do you have for the things to come okay, for these 10% people? due to them getting information brokers and 5% because I'm feeling... Nice. So sixty five percent hopeful, and I guess I'm <laughs> so six point five out of ten. Uh, yeah, six point five out of ten. And I guess it's weird. It's weird because to be hopeful, you have to pick a side, and I guess I'm picking Stark side because <laughs> I prefer the honor side, and also the the, the blonde plague of Lannisters is like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. Yes. It's kind of, it's kind of, you don't even realize it till like, you're there, like, how much How they're, they're everywhere. And it's yes. funny, because I guess they're the only people with blonde hair. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Daenerys has blonde hair. That's different. It's white. Yeah, it's kind of like a white. It's like yeah. Sephiroth white. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that's, it's an, this is definitely an interesting episode. So I think the thing to take away is that we're building up yeah. how King's Landing works yeah. okay, and how so sort of a different battlefield. Next episode, hey, probably well, going to be some more build-up. Yeah. And there's going to be a thing that happens, but around five or six, there's going to be a drop, then there's going to be another build, and then, like, the end of the season's going to be enough to make the entire internet cry out simultaneously in pain. Because <laughs> that's what happened after every ending of a, of, a, of a season of Game of Thrones. I had to generally turn off my computer and, like, not look at anyone's words. Yeah. Uh, the question is the, you know, how, and moving forward, how, how are you going to see, how do you see the, um, sort of the, the direction that these characters are going and going to take them? Like, is, are things going to turn, how do you, how do you foresee Ned and Littlefinger interacting in next episode? Um, business-like with a little bit of cool undertones, because I don't think Ned has quite gotten how much... Littlefinger fancies um, his wife, and Littlefinger's obviously not going to let up on it. Because... Well, he, yeah, he's obviously not subtle about it, too. No! <laughs> not e- Like, for someone who runs the kind of place he runs, you'd think he would have more, like, I don't know. <laughs> more, like, sense to, to keep that his... Yeah, uh, subtlety keep his, or Keep something. his desires to himself. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and what about... Um, what about... Over on the other side of the sea with Daenerys, how how do you see that? I have absolutely no idea. I think that they're just like playing road songs and going going (laughs) on down the merry old path. I don't know. They the thing that it is, they they definitely have a plan, but all their plan is revolved around is just like. (laughs) I guess they're just trying to get their ponies as close as, like, to the narrowest part of the narrow sea, and then, like, hope they can swim across or something. <laughs> Use their pecs to breaststroke across in unison. We're, we're gonna have to see how this works. <laughs> I am expecting pecs coming across the narrow sea. <laughs> An army of pecs. An army of pecs. <laughs> Well, the, I think that's uh, the, probably the most accurate prediction that, that Zach has given yet. <laughs> just just anthropomorphize pecs just swimming across the giant ocean. And I'm hoping there's To dragons. punch Joffrey in the face. I just want <laughs> pecs riding dragons across the sea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> ah, you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, anyway, this was our uh, recap for the uh, third episode of season one of Game of Thrones entitled Lord Snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, uh, on Tumblr. Uh, give us a comment if you've got any questions for uh, Zach that uh, you you want to see him answer about things to come without spoiling things for him. Feel free to tweet them to us at UsefulNPCs. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? Also... <laughs> If you're going to put something and you know it's a spoiler, but you still want Cameron to see it, like put Cameron in. Or bold you could spoiler tag it. Tag it. Just put like gigantic like spoilers. Spoiler, Cameron, read this, <laughs> and then save it for later. <laughs> Tell it to Zach and just rub in the salt into all the wounds <laughs> that um, I can only assume I will get. Yes. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you to uh, see you next time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, do you think we're gonna need to make a tear counter? How many tears I shed? Oh my gosh! I mean, I I, I don't think we could. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna uh, say. Sixty uh, percent hopefulness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Bye now. See ya.